0: Last week, I talked about how to um, be be present with, you know, what's going on in the world today with all the violence and, and um, injustice, and I uh, talked a lot about the foundations of mindfulness and really how to get ourselves into being present with connecting with the body and the and the breath and the the sensations and the emotions and how to hold them and perhaps to become vulnerable and this week I kind of want to continue a little bit on in that vein with some reflections I've had over the week and one of the things that um, came up for me this week was the continuity of mindfulness which is so important we don't just practice to get good at practicing so that you know we we, have a, we sit on the cushion or in our chair or whatever, and we, ah, oh, that was a good meditation, and then we move, go about our business. It's really that practice is, is practice so that we can carry this mindfulness throughout the day. And um, somebody was talking the other day about integration and the integrating, the principle integrating this present-time awareness so that it's not just something we think about intellectually, but it's actually something that we experience as we move through the day and it's really important right now because emotions can come and go so quickly we see something we hear something or a thought just passes through our mind and there's a if we're not paying attention it's so easy to fall into reactivity and so to stay present to stay aware is incredibly important i know i have had a very short internal fuse the last week or two um very short and i don't usually have that i'm really quite um anger's not normally where i go uh every once in a while there's some things that um will get me going but i've just kind of reacted like this thankfully most of it stayed in my head you don't want to see the inside of my head it's really it's really pretty awful um but occasionally it comes out uh and like walking around my house or in my car or Uh, because of a the situation in the world and then i you know a lot of times we have personal stuff my brother i think is very near to death and so there's all that emotion going on and and the drama with his daughter and his current wife and and all this stuff that just churns up all this thing and so there's this reactivity that if i'm not paying attention there may be some emotions showing up but it can come out over here on some poor person I'm dealing with in a supermarket or something. So this continuity of mindfulness is so important so that we can keep that equilibrium, that equanimity. It's not that we stuff our feelings. It's that we're aware of them when they show up. It's like, oh, yeah, here's that, here's that, that crankiness or here's that short internal fuse. Here's that tendency, that, that wanting to lash out, that anger. Um, and just say hi anger you know we greet it with kindness we greet it with compassion we don't there's there's so often that the the t we get taught that certain emotions are okay and other emotions are not okay and so how do we recognize that they're just going to show up i mean they're there we can sit and judge them all we want but they're there how do we how do we hold them how do we make space for them that's really the important thing and and another part of this that I also think is incredibly important right now is to guard the sense doors. Although we're, we have this continuity of mindfulness, we just don't wander around willy-nilly, um, and I think it's really important to guard the sense doors. And by that, um, what I think is really excellent pointing to that is Thich Nhat Han in his mindfulness trainings. And, and mind Thich Nhat Hanh's mindfulness trainings are kind of an elaboration of the five precepts. He's got these five mindfulness trainings. And the the fifth precept is to not, classically, it's to not ingest anything that will lead to heedlessness, like drugs or alcohol. But he expands it out, and I um, just a few lines from it, I think, are really helpful. He talks about how we have to Um, be aware of the suffering caused by unmindful consumption that we have to really be cautious um, when we're when we're dealing with certain websites programs films magazines books and conversations Um, i think you could add to that social media right now specifically it's so easy to get caught up in that and so easy to doom scroll, um, is what people talk about. And it's it's it can be incredibly overwhelming. It's so easy to be caught up in overwhelm. Incredibly important to be caught up in overwhelm and and um to really take a step back and guard those doors. we don't there's so much information it's impossible to know everything and there's this at least for me there's this thing i need to know everything i have to read it all i have to read this i have to read that and it's like no it's impossible we don't have to and we also have to recognize that we live in a bubble you know watch your bubble because because this the the way um so, so, social media and a lot of um online stuff operates it sees what you read what you click on and this feeds you more of the same and so you're just you have this very small um view of the world and oh somebody had a a quote today from i can't remember what it was but if all you know is i can't remember but it's like you have it's basically saying you have to expand beyond your bubble you can't just you know and it's and you want to have this stuff that reinforces your beliefs, but you really need to pay attention and and recognize things again. This is that mindfulness. This is wise view, seeing clearly what's going on and being willing to take a step back. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have every detail. I my husband has um, MSNBC on a lot of the time. It's over there but I'll walk through and sometimes I'll stand there and he doesn't have it on all day, nothing but, but he'll have it on enough that I'll notice they're just saying the same stuff over and over and over and over. And you just consume it over and over. That's not wise. That's that's mindless consumption. That leads to heedlessness, that leads to not really being clear on on what's going on. So to take care of yourself with this 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 guarding of your sense door. Sense doors. Sense doors, D-O-O-R-S. When I first heard it, I thought it was Stores, S-T-O-R-E-S, which I guess is another way of looking at it, but it's a sense door. Um, so really again continuity of mindfulness paying attention watching what you're doing watching what you're consuming and then the other thing that this then because i was just reflecting and then that made me think of this and and then that made me think of that and as i was thinking about this i was thinking about skillful means which is a mahayana uh concept that and it's it's basic um it's basic uh Meaning, it means that the teacher teaches appropriate to so the student how the student will understand, and that's how the Buddha taught. The Buddha taught how this, you know, they—that's why there's so many suttas because he used examples that the people he was talking to would understand. He 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 shaped his teaching to the audience so that it was appropriate. You know, we don't teach quantum physics to five year olds because they're not gonna understand or um sixty-eight year olds because I'm not gonna get it either. But um, you know, no, you can teach it to sixty-eight year olds, just not me. And um so it's to teach where appropriate. And so that's basically it. And so do what's appropriate in the moment. And if you study Buddhism as a whole, you'll see that, you know, in later suttas it talks about, oh The Buddha in Theravada literature said this, but that was skillful means. This is really what's going on. So if you see the big picture, this is going on a lot throughout the iterations and the lineages and schools of Buddhism. It's really interesting, but it's all pointing in the same direction. And um, there's one thing I read about skillful means that I really liked. It says, listen to others respectfully and honor differences and recognize that others may have different needs this is this is skillful means that we just don't go barging in with my way or the highway but we practice listening you know deep listening is so important and what a gift of generosity to listen to somebody else especially if they're outside our bubble and they disagree with us really important and um, so there's skillful means for others there's skillful means for ourselves how we take care of ourselves Um, because there's so much horror right now it's amplified uh there's there's horror all the time there's suffering all the time but right now it's especially amplified and and egregious and um it's important to take care of ourselves and not miss the joy And I went to, uh, we went to a thing on Wednesday night. It was this thing called Bits, B-I-T-S, at this theater in Hollywood, this small little theater that we like to go to. And they've done it a few times. And what it is is um, people uh, reading stories or their poems or doing bits of plays or singing a couple of songs. It's just like maximum 10 minutes and there's like 8 to 10 people who do something. And there's funny stuff, there's serious stuff. But there. What it, I, everybody came out of there that night with this real sense of connection. Because some of these folks were sharing some very vulnerable stories. And there was this recognition of our shared humanity. It was exquisite, and we all felt it. Because it was so powerful when we can listen to each other, when we can share with each other, when we can take the time. To do something that's wise and skillful and taking care of ourselves. It's so important. And last night we went to a comedy show because you have to take care of yourselves like that. And, and one of the other um, things uh, around skillful means that I thought was really interesting, the a bodhisattva of compassion is considered an aspect of skillful means. And they were talking about all the different images of... Bodhisattva. I I generally uh, say Kuan Yin because that's the one I'm most familiar with. Um, This is my favorite Kuan Yin image where she's um, sitting in this this pose of royal ease but she's ready to jump up at any time. Um, She hears the cries of the world. Anyway if you're in Kansas City, Missouri she's in the museum there. Anyway that particular one. But they have they talked about this one image of the Bodhisattva of compassion that has a thousand arms and hands, and in each of her hands she has a particular thing. she has flowers or a hammer or a musical instrument or something to meet the particular moment it 's this beautiful image of of equanimity of compassion of wise hearts, what I was talking about before our meditation practice this This wisdom and this compassion that go together. So this bodhisattva of compassion knows exactly how to greet each moment. Skillful means. Again, it's this continuity of mindfulness. And then that takes us into this continuity of compassion. This willingness to open our hearts to another. And I was thinking about, you know, the dehumanization of people that goes on all the time. And when we dehumanize another, we dehumanize ourselves. Because when we dehumanize another, it's easy to treat them like crap. It's easy to do, commit atrocious things. Because they're no longer human. We've, we've taken ourselves out of the, you know, oh. I, it's okay because they're not they're, they're fit to be whatever. Um, it's so easy to dehumanize when we're faced with horror. It's so easy to put up that shield because dehumanizing is a way to guard ourselves from feeling. It's a shield and it's so easy to hate people. When we're asked maybe we hate the actions and And work with hating the people. I, I, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. I was in Italy in September at a conference, a small archaeology conference of folks who were working on the material on the excavation I was at. And I was talking to a woman who lives in Damascus. she's Syrian and she's she lives in Damascus. and I was talking about the being in an airport and saying, "I remember I, I love everyone because I can get very judgy in airports. And she says, I can't love everyone. There are people I hate who deserve to be hated. And, you know, I I couldn't tell her she was wrong. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I had to really listen to her because her experience of living in a country that's been ravaged by civil war for 13 years and being shelled, her, her town is shelled regularly. There's a lot of destruction, and she has... You know, really lived a life that I have no conception of. So I can't judge her, but we could have a conversation. And we could, we could talk about different things and talk about the importance of compassion and talk about the importance of kindness and the importance of taking care of ourselves. So... I, ha- I come from a different background obviously from her and so I can approach things differently and she approaches things differently but we can have the conversation. I don't throw her out with the bathwater and she doesn't throw me out with the bathwater and we don't say you're wrong, you're blah, blah, blah. We're saying let's, let's find some common ground as best we can and see where we can connect with each other. Um, it's so easy and I can't judge anybody who has that in their heart or feels that so um but this practice invites us not to do that to have this continuity of compassion because when we do have that hatred in our heart the other person isn't feeling it we are and when i get caught up in that place of real that anger and that that short internal fuse i'm the one who's clenching my teeth and 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 clutching my hand and, and my stomach's all balled up I'm the one who's experiencing that. It's not pleasant. So my, in, I'm not, I'm not dead. So I'm not done. So my intention is to continue walking in this path of, of um, the continuity of mindfulness in my life and the continuity of compassion. This, this, this clarity and this heart. You know, the mind and the heart. That wise heart that wise heart and i actually uh, one other thing i um james barras is a teacher up in uh he has a sangha up in berkeley and he sent out a a thing the other day he was having a a guest teacher at his class who is uh, this man named stephen folder who is the founder and senior teacher at the israel insight society the major mindfulness and buddhist spiritual organization in israel And he wrote this big piece, and his last paragraph said, What can you and others who are outside the region do to help? Kindness is the opposite of hate and violence. Connect with the compassion in your hearts and know that compassion is unlimited, it does not have one address. Radiate compassion for all sides and for ourselves as we too are vulnerable beings and let it work through us and feed actions out in the world wherever we have an opportunity, wherever we are, wherever we have an opportunity. And that's so important. How do we work with where we are with the time we have within our capacity? Being kind to ourselves, being kind to each other guarding our sense doors, using skillful means, and, and keeping this continuity. So those are, my, those are my thoughts on how to continue to just walk through all of this, uh, which is not easy, but we're not alone, which is the beautiful part. We're in Sangha tonight. There's a lot of folks who listen on podcast who are, are doing the hard work, and I appreciate each and every one of you, and thank you so much for your practice because it's important. It's important that we do this work. So thank you, thank you, thank you, my friends. Thank you for visiting Undefended Dharma. These teachings are freely offered. However, if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcast possible, please visit marystancavageorg backslash support. Thank you.